0: Hi, I'm Lauren Hunter. And I'm Kate Vlasic. And this is Generation BSC, where I was going to say week by week, but it's really every other week. Bi-weekly. Bi-weekly, Kate and I go through and revisit our favorite, very first favorite book series, The Babysitter's Club. Um, we're looking at that largely through the eyes of our unique generational perspective as, and this is a new one I learned, or maybe I mentioned it, I don't remember. I talk <laughs> a lot. Um, that we are millennial on the cusp of Gen X. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to find fun new ways to describe it all the time. But basically, we are part of this uh, generation of girls that grew up with the Babysitter's Club mm-hmm. books, and we're revisiting now as semi-grown adults. <laughs> we we try. We pretend. By, like, technical terms, sure, but... Um, yes. But numbers.
1: <laughs> Age nothing but a number. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, so... That's what we are about. So what are we doing this week, Kate? We are talking about Dawn and the Impossible Three, which is the fifth book in the Babysitter's Club series. It is the first one from our non-Core Four member who just joined at the end of our last book, Dawn. She's new to town. She became friends with Marianne during the huge fight that they had, and she's telling her story about an Impossible Three, which are, spoiler alert, not the Pike triplets. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I'm going to put a pin in that. Let's, let's get through. Let's tell everybody
0: what the book is about. But don't worry. I'm coming back to uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. Because I fully had such a moment of being like, yeah! It was, okay. <laughs> so We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, in the meantime, um, Dawn and the Impossible 3 was released in April 1987 and was also written by Ann M. Martin. So, let's see what the back, back of, the, of the, book the book tells us. Let's do it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Dawn's the newest member of the Babysitter's Club, and everybody's glad, except Christy. Christy thinks things were better without Dawn around. That's why Dawn's eager to take on a big babysitting job. It's her chance to show Christy what she's made of. What a mistake! Taking care of the three Barrett kids, not the Pikes, is too much for any babysitter. The house is in chaos, the kids are impossible, and Mrs. Barrett never does any of the things that she promises dawn has got more trouble than she bargained for, but she's not going to give up until all four Barretts are under control and she's friends with Christy, or whichever comes first.
1: Whichever comes first. Yeah, I feel like th- it's not an either, either or. It's both. But, yeah, um, and but all things considered, that's a relatively
0: accurate description.
1: Kind. It's like it uh, misses the point. It's, yeah, it's it it, the plot, it's like but it misses vaguely. the point. Vaguely, it's like sort of because. Yeah. Well, I mean, here, we'll go into our description and we can kind of clarify how this is not quite on point. Yes. Okay. So um, our description. So the Babysitter's Club generally, Christy and Dawn do have some difficulties at first, but they're resolved quickly thanks to Dawn's maturity and thinking um, and trying to find some common ground between the two of them. Um, Christy asked Don to be the alternate officer of the Babysitters Club. There's also some apprehension about Christy moving to Watson's house after her parents, after her mom and Watson get married, and what will happen to the Babysitters Club. But they figure out that they can use club dues to bribe Charlie to drive Christy to the meetings. Now that he's got his license, right? And we were talking briefly.
0: Um, what a sweet deal Charlie's got! Right, he gets the car. He looks like a hero to mom for driving around. his And, little he, gets sister, money. and he gets money. Man, it's perfect.
1: And it's only like 3 miles away. Yeah,
0: it is not like he's they, driving a half an hour. That. He cuz they could Christy said she could technically ride her bike
1: there. It would right. just take a half an hour. And it would be dark when she's going home. Yeah. In the so, winter. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then the Dawn specific part of the book um, the Babysitter's Club does get a new client, the Barretts, who live near the Pikes. Mrs. Barrett is newly divorced, not amicably, and completely scatterbrained, <laughs> blained, scatterbrained <laughs> and she relies very heavily on Don for babysitting, housework, helping Buddy do his homework, etc. Things come to a head when Don is babysitting and Buddy disappears. It turns out his dad took him to teach Mrs. Barrett a lesson, but this prompts Don to have a heart-to-heart with Mrs. Barrett and get her to be a better parent and employer. Oh my god, so... Let's this, get into this because it's so I problematic. have
0: thoughts. Oh, I should not be clapping. Yeah, no into a clapping. Sorry.
1: Um. So I guess before we jump into okay the, the, the me hot back. button issues that we both we both had a lot of feelings. I mean, I feel like we say that almost everyone like this this one in particular. I was so angry. Like literally it, it angry. It was I upsetting. Stopped, I just stopped reading it a couple of times. I, I'm a little bit surprised that I that this is like a kid's book. Yeah, same. Um. But so generally as we talked about in our last episode um the main great idea that we seem to be having every single book is maturity mm-hmm. growing up adults versus kids um this one in particular really really uh heavily heavily weighs on that yeah oh yeah um, big time
0: um in particular though the the theme that we really pulled out above and beyond maturity our our new contender for the great idea um Really focuses on, and this is why it pisses off both so much, is this book more than any other really emphasizes the way in which these adults are letting down Mm -hmm. these children by not allowing them to act like kids. I think this is the first time we're really getting to see sort of that dark side of what it means to be mature
1: at 12 years old. Right. Um, Well, and also, and I think we had touched on this a little bit maybe during when we talked about Christy's Good Idea, like the amount of insight that these girls have into their parents and into the the adults around them and their relationships, like the adults' relationships and what their interactions mean and sort of reacting to that, but, but mostly the amount of responsibility in this one in particular that Dawn has to take on. So I want to start right from the jump. Um, this book
0: is horribly titled because those kids are not terrible. No, you know mm-hmm. who's freaking terrible? The mom, the dad, every single
1: adult in this world. I hate all of them. Not all, not every adult okay. in this Mimi's, book. Mimi still exists. Mimi still exists. Mrs. Pike does a, is super super awesome. You're in this. exactly right. That being said, Mrs. Barrett it's straight I, it is it's, straight up child abuse. It is straight up child abuse. So. I, it didn't touch on this in our description. Dawn is babysitting for the Barretts at least four times a week. She's not only babysitting, she's, only babysitting, she's cleaning the house. And it's literally every time she has to babysit, the house is a disaster. Yep. There are, are three kids. Um, Buddy's eight, Marnie is three, and Susie's like five. Yep, ham face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Adorable children are being adorable, and these kids are not—they're not impossible. No, the kids are—I mean, a little bratty, sure, but obviously they've got some serious trauma going yes. on at home. Their parents
0: just got divorced. They are actively being kept from their father by their mother, and Mrs. Barrett tells them,
1: "Yes, not tells both Marianne and Dawn either don't answer the phone, or if Mr. Barrett calls, don't let him talk to his children, and tell him that I'm here and that you're just a baby or a mother's, mother's helper. helper." Yeah. And she, the number of ugh. things that she is doing, she doesn't she's tell. Shopping. She doesn't tell ugh. Dawn that her daughter is allergic to chocolate. Like, Mallory Pike saves the day. Yeah, like I, I, I first feel time so I ever liked Mallory. I feel so badly about all of our shit that we give Mallory. Like she's she's on top of things. Yeah,
0: she was like, "Whoa, don't do that!" Like, what kind of? She never leaves any numbers when she does leave the number. Right. It's the wrong half one. the
1: time. She's like going to look for jobs, but then when Buddy gets kidnapped by his father, which yeah. we'll get to that also, she's shopping at, like, the old-timey town, like, miles and miles away. There are a it's number like a, of them. like an old-timey, like, shopping district. Like, and what look, the fuck are you doing? Spend time with your kids, lady. Here's the thing. I, I
0: am not going to shame any mom who's like, I am at my wits end. Yeah. I'm going through an ac- acrimonious divorce. I need to get away. But you get to do that responsibly because you are still a freaking parent. You do
1: not get to concede your role as an adult, as a parent, to a 12-year-old child, right. and having ex- Dawn help Buddy with his family tree homework assignment. Oh, she can't do that. The kids that. are calling her every night for homework help, for advice, for uh, care, because they she's the only person paying any attention right. to them. They're not allowed to see their dad, and their mom is basically an absentee mother even when she's home. It
0: is really fascinating reading this. Mm-hmm. The way that they, that Dawn describes her as so beautiful and young-looking. So first of all, I thought that was odd, because... Uh, they mentioned that she's like 30, 33, 30, 33 I, at 12. I never once looked at a 33 year old and thought, wow, what, look at this young woman. Um, I thought, wow, look at that old person. Um, because you were just incapable of seeing right. the world that way.
1: Well, especially uh, when we've talked about like the babysitters club girls, like looking at kids that are older, like they thought that high school kids were oh, so mature yeah. and ad- like adults almost. And now it's like, oh, this like young 33 year old, like. I feel like maybe that's a little bit of Anna Martin slipping in. I, like, I think so, too. But it just said a really... It
0: put a very bad taste in my mouth from the get, is that her kids were all... Her house was a disaster. The dishes weren't washed. The kids were a mess. The kids weren't dressed. The, the baby
1: had a poopy diaper. Mm-hmm. Um, And she, she comes she, down impeccably dressed because... And it a, it just shows one of the, the first time... I think she's wearing a linen suit. Yeah. A fucking linen suit. And her kids don't have... A, a clean bar. Yeah. I, I
0: just, uh, ugh, it's, it's so frustrating. And it breaks my heart because um, this is also, um, Dawn is the perfect person to be put in charge of this family mm-hmm. because the parallel is at home, her mom is super scatterbrained as well. And they clearly um, play her mom's more charm, mm-hmm. her stuff for more charming. But like the level of stuff that they're talking about her doing is so far beyond Cute,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: scatterbangedness, and more. Like, I'm genuinely a little concerned about this right. woman's
1: mental capacity, right? Even to just like take care of herself, let alone three small children. And um,
0: Dawn has been forced to grow up and be the adult for her whole family. Of course, she and now she's taking on that role for someone else again. That that is abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the taking away her childhood. Um, it occurred to me, so. As we talked about what our great ideas for the episode were, and, and obviously maturity plays a big part, um, I was sitting there thinking um, about how Don, more than any of them, is actually mature versus that mature versus babyish. Mm-hmm. Like what they, they think Claudia and Stacey are mature because they're interested in boys. Where what actual maturity is is being stepping up and being responsible right. and, and taking care of things, and. Dawn really did when it came to to Christy. We had not really gotten into this, but mm-hmm. yes, she's in the club, but Christy is still that, that jealousy. And this is the first time I think something is really significantly carried over right. from one book to the next. Um, but Dawn handles it in not a kid way at all, in right. a super mature and responsible way. And we were praising that until I started thinking, you know who else is super emotionally intelligent? V- victims of abuse and trauma. Mm-hmm. They have to be in order to figure
1: out how to navigate that. Right. So obviously she's going to know how to handle a situation. maturely. Well, and not even just handling it. Like she picks up almost immediately that Christy's not mad at her. She's jealous. Oh yeah. Like, and she says that like, and Marianne, it like completely goes over. She's like, why is Christy so mad? And Dawn's like, she's not mad. She's jealous because we're spending time together. Yeah. And like, it, it it's she's super perceptive about emotional things, like you're saying. She's got the emotional maturity and like the ability to recognize that. Um, and it just it's it's just crazy. Yeah. I I, I ah, there's just like no words. This is just so frustrating reading this entire book. And it's I don't think that it is like um, um <laughs> we're having a, a little uh, plug issue. Sorry. Being very distracted by, uh, sorry, I just realized that my computer was like on two percent, and I was like, "Oh no, that's a problem." I can't,
0: uh, t- <laughs> I can't read all of these quotes that made me so
1: infuriated. Yeah, I yeah. So just to to get back to oh, Mrs. Yeah, Barrett, because um, I we're probably going to mostly talk about Mrs. Barrett because until we get to the point where it's like this is too upsetting, we and, need to and nothing on. else is really that important. Um, so Mrs. Barrett when. One of the times when – one of the many times that Dawn is babysitting, Mrs. Barrett says to Dawn, um, just one thing. If my ex-husband ever calls, don't let him talk to the children. Don't let it – don't tell him he can see the children and don't tell him I'm out. Say you're a mother's helper and I'm busy. I mean, I know I touched on that earlier, but, like, she literally said that to Dawn. Like, I can't, discuss- I don't have time to tell you that my daughter is allergic to chocolate. I don't have time to tell you where I'm actually going to be. I don't have time to write down any phone numbers, but I do have time to tell you don't tell my husband what's going on or ex husband. So
0: let's get into the whole the husband, ex husband kidnaps the kid thing because everybody seems super chill about ha- that having mm-hmm. happened. Like the resolution is like, well, he shouldn't have done that, but well, and it's a like, valuable lesson. He
1: he did it to to teach her a lesson cuz she's always she's so scatterbrained, she always forgets what days are his, what weekends are his when they when he's supposed to have the kids. And so she's done it so many times that he's like, "Well, I know what I'll do." And his original plan was to take all the kids cuz he yeah. thought that he thought that she would be home and so it would be okay because she would finally realize and be like, "Oh no, where are the kids? Oh, I forgot that he, they're supposed to be with their parent or their dad." But but she is literally never home. She's never home, and but yeah, I, I, when he when he finally comes back because he he only takes Buddy because Buddy goes outside. Dawn has to get the other two girls in actual clothes to go outside and you know change a diaper and fix their hair, and so she's like, Buddy, you can go out in the front yard, stay close to the house, you know, throw your baseball around. We'll be out in a minute, and so he does that, yep. and they come outside and he's gone, and. Apparently, Mr. Barrett decided, oh, his name's Hamilton Barrett. That's his fucking name. Hamilton decides that, well, my plan's not going to work, but Buddy's outside, so I'll just take him. And doesn't really explain to Buddy what's going on. He's just like, we're going to an amusement park.
0: And, like, the level of concern from the other parents, even Mrs. Pike, who did what's very helpful, when they're like, this child is missing, everybody's just sort of like, Oh, he probably went over to his friend's house. And I don't know how much that of that is a product of... It was the 80s and things but were But I will a say, bit. as
1: soon as Jordan Pike was like, oh, I saw him get into a car, they were like, get the cops here That's now. That's true. That's very and, true. And she did say... Mrs. Pike was like, go look for him. If you don't find him in like a half an hour, call me back and we'll figure out what to do next. So they're That's not I I think, like... And I do think it was a product of the 80s. Like yeah. when we were kids, it was like... See ya, like and don't die. I I think in this neighborhood too. Yeah, it's it's much more like
0: because I grew up in a very idyllic suburb at the bottom of a hill in a cul de sac, right? And it really genuinely what you're right. You're you're calming me down, a little bit. That part in
1: particular, like that's why when you were like, all these adults are garbage. Like the Barretts are garbage. The rest of the parents are very like they they organize a search party. Okay,
0: those parents, but Don's mom suspect. Marianne's dad, more and more suspect <laughs> as we move on. Um, I think I'm just angry. I, I think it, this book just made me so angry. It made me um, look at everybody a little bit more harshly than mm-hmm. I, I would have.
1: And I well, think... Well, and Dawn does seem to be under the impression that her parents got divorced because her mom was scatterbrained. Oh, she fully I'm, says that. She goes, I'm sure there is more to it, but, like, that's Dawn's interpretation of
0: it. Oh, and the fact that she, again... Has that level of understanding of why her parents' marriage failed. So what she says is that her dad knew it, was aware of it. um, But, and I think she even says something along the lines of initially it was part of her charm. Mm -hmm. But the reality of living with someone like that was was too much. And I'm like, yeah, the reality that he got to opt out of. Right. That you are now responsible for making sure that she is okay. And they really just play it for such laughs.
1: And also, the amount of time... Like, her mom still doesn't have a job.
0: Well, they also said her family is obscenely rich. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. So that's... Okay. That actually... to Take me away from my soapbox ranting and railing for a moment. um, One of the things that I noticed... So, um, they made a big thing in Claudia and the Phantom phone calls that obviously the Phantom caller wouldn't be here because we're not nearly as rich as the neighboring areas. Then we talk about Watson's mansion, Hamilton Barrett, the woman who wears a cocktail dress
1: to, um, that's true. Mrs. Pike at her board meeting. Um, I mean, I'm on two boards. That's not, that's fair. And but it, she, it's like at the library. It's not. Okay. I'll give you that one. Um, <laughs> but even still, those are all, sign-
0: Dawn's family is independently, like ridiculously wealthy to the point that, um, they didn't approve of her dating a guy in high school because he came from a lower caste. That's true. Um, so, and I, I think as we go on with these books, one of the things that when he, when we initially talked about like the themes we were going to be keeping our eyes peeled, we did talk about the fact that um, these are very white, very affluent mm-hmm. girls. Like they are not, their biggest concerns are, you know, babysitting and not, how is there going to be food on the table? Right, and this is the first time. Well, we got a little bit with Stacy with dealing with diabetes, um, and now like, and I guess that's true. Christy has a deadbeat absentee father. Yeah. Um, Claudia is first generation, which has its own.
1: Mary-Anne's no, second, mom is dead. Yeah, so they all have like enough to make them interesting, right? But like, no one's concerned about like having food on the table, or like. John yeah. might have to eat some weird stew that her mom left to to get warm, and they make a frozen pizza instead. But yeah. it's not like it's not like they're babysitting so that they can buy food for their family. Like th- no one is. Their concerns are like, is Pete Black gonna ask me to the Christmas exactly? Dates? Which I, I
0: makes sense when you're when we're talking about a book for twelve right. year old girls or not even younger than that teaching them about how to be responsible and what to do. Uh, Basically parts of like we've noted before um, this, once again, you know, they had
1: a crisis while babysitting and the book, Basically lays out these are the steps to take right. in which the, this is what you should do. Like Dawn, you did such a good job. You kept your you kept your cool. You knew exactly. You talked to Mrs. Pike. You went back to Mrs. Pike. You mm-hmm. called the cops as soon as you yes. guys realized that he had gotten into a car. You mobilized the neighborhood. Yeah. So like as an adult, I'm like it would be more interesting
0: to see them fail and struggle and try. Right. And I'm like, yeah, that's not the intention. You, you graduate of these books. to
1: those types of books. I, yes, and even go, you know, getting back to like dealing with Mrs. Barrett, like Don has a she basically comes to mrs barrett and is like oh yeah i can't babysit for you anymore and like spells out like oh she's your kids take care of your kids right your your kids are calling me on the phone just to talk to have to tell about school that day yeah to, to tell them to tell me about like good things that happened to them and i'm cleaning your house every time i'm over your kids are never clean they're never put together like i i'm not doing this anymore and mrs barrett obviously is shamed by Dawn, as she should be. Yeah, can
0: you imagine? Look, lady, if a 12-year-old girl has to be like, get your shit together, whoa, boy, that's time to take a big, harsh look right. in the mirror and be like, what is my life? I am responsible for three human beings. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a reason I don't have children. <laughs> <laughs> I just adopted a dog, and we. I just spent an hour and a half talking about, you know, dealing with... um you know, all the common stuff that comes with adopting a an adult shelter dog and um I love him dearly, but I'm like, oh man, it's a struggle dealing with his stuff. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine And you can
1: put him in a crate. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> can't do that with a
1: baby. No. They can't. they frown on that. Yeah, they that, that's they want, like actual abuse. Yes. Like Okay, fair. This is less likely to get you arrested. I mean, but it's, you probably um, should. It yeah. is a lot. Not saying it's not abuse, but yeah. like if you put your kid in a crate, like yeah. you're going to jail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's um. So I um trained an orientation class today, mm-hmm. and um one of the so part of orientation that you have to do with everyone is anti harassment. That's just the right. standard trope or whatever. And um, so I've seen every harassment video under the sun. But one of them that I used um, one time, um, there's a guy talking about how he's got back at his ex-girlfriend by um, posting nude photos that he had taken of her when they were together. And the guy's like, <laughs> nice to work with you. And he's like, well, I posted under a fake name. And they're like, you can find you. And he's like, "He's like, oh, I should probably take these down. And the guy's like, good luck. And he, they're all, regardless, they're focusing on you're going to get fired from work because of doing this. I was like, No. You're gonna get arrested, and, and also
1: you're a fucking terrible human being. I'm like, this is a really extreme example to oh use in this gosh. class. It's like I'm like, physically getting red and I'm, angry. I'm like, oh my, I'm like overwhelmed right now because I'm the so other angry, right? Because the other examples were like
0: a girl was talking about her sexual exploits too close, and it was annoying the people around her. I'm like, first of all, progressive, good for you for right. you using a girl and having a guy be offended by a girl's well. I mean, that's a whole problem that I didn't think about it that way. That's problematic, problem that to worms. <laughs> but I understand the impulse, like, oh, what if it's a girl talking body? Because Lord knows we do. Um, and, but that was like, whoa, we went from, like, inappropriate and definitely harassment in the workplace right. to what zero to, like, right. a thousand. Like, that's... That's a crime. And I'm looking around the room and nobody seems <laughs> <laughs> to be that upset. This is not, to be clear. Um, I did not mean to upset like... you. Um, but I was like, I, I, so I, after, um, every time I use that video, I go up and I'm like, just to be clear, in that scenario, losing his job is the last thing he needs to be yeah. worried about. Because you go going to jail, buddy. Oh my
1: gosh.
0: Um, that is illegal on every level. And it happens way more than it should. And it's become way more popular. So I'm like... I mean, I guess good for you for trying to like right. stick with the times of what people Use do, a but
1: a relevant thing that could happen. But that's intense. Yeesh. So, well, yeah, I don't sorry, like that. Way off track. Back on. Back on track. Um. So, I I know that I think feel like you have a more angry reaction to Don's mom. I, I mean, do. I I and I I. I'm there with you on the Barretts, and I, I get where you're coming from with Don, and I do think that there is something to be said about how, like, emotionally perceptive she is, and obviously there were par- problems with her parents, and she's had to, like, step up. Um, but... The way that they write Mrs. Schaefer is just so charming. It is it <laughs> like it really is. is more like ab- And I think she even says in here like it's more like absent-minded professor. Like she's forgetful and flighty, and she might put the mixing bowls in the wrong place. But okay, there's in the wrong place, and this is why I'm talking about
0: less. I agree. She is far less neglectful and abusive, but I do worry about her mental capacity to function because there is there's like putting the mixing bowls in the wrong place, and then where did she put them? It was, like, someplace.
1: Like, why would you even have them there? Like, what... Yeah, I'm just remembering mixing bowls in the wrong place. place. I don't I'm i what... gonna look it up, because I remember but like, thinking, this but, is extreme. But, the like, one thing is, like, they... She's wearing, like, mismatched earrings, and Dawn's, like, freaking out about that. Like, oh, I do yeah, think, like, fair. Dawn maybe is a little bit too... Like, everything has a place, and everything needs to be in that place. Like, have some flexibility. Like, I mean... And maybe this is just me being defensive because I wear mismatched earrings all the time. Yeah. But that's just like who a I style am as a person. Yeah. yeah. Not because I'm like, oh, I think these are the same and I'm just going to put them on. Um, but- okay. Here we go. I found it. Um, first of all, she says, dad is super organized and mom is a crazy person. <laughs> but she says
0: She's like says, not nasty. nasty crazy. Not nasty crazy. <laughs> just absent-minded professor type. But the example she gave, we're actually used to finding the mixing bowls carefully put away in the linen closet. I'm like, why would you carry it upstairs and, like... I, maybe oh, wait, they're wait, wait, letting
1: closets downstairs. Fair.
0: Okay. Um, but, it,
1: I mean, it's sort of the same mending thing. mending
0: clothes we outgrew two years earlier. Like,
1: that's, that's a level just of... forgetful. I don't know. That's
0: a little disturbing. I it, mean, I, again, I don't think it's abusive. Right. But I do... I'm like, ooh. Maybe there's some <laughs> underlying neuroses. Not neuroses, but, like, yeah, neural issues that need to maybe. be checked
1: out. I. I do think though when they have the the cookout and they look for Memorial Day, which maybe there's some timeline and stuff we want to talk about, but oh, yeah, we're um it. they do have Dawn's family throws a cookout at their house. Um which I found it very funny reading because they didn't talk so much in Marianne Saves the Day about Dawn's like vegetarian California crunchy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um but they're it, they're leaning hard into that here. So Dawn suggests – because they they invite a bunch of people, but it ends up being, like, Marianne and her dad and Christy and, like, the Barretts come. And I think they – no, I think Jenny Prezioso and her family come. Yeah. Like, and maybe, like, one or two of the Pikes. So it's, it's like, a decent – oh, and Don's grandparents are there. Very, very brief side note. I so am here for how every other babysitter hates
0: Jenny Prezioso. I know.
1: Except Marianne. Except Marianne. Um, But I just, I thought it was funny because Dawn is, and this is sort of going to the absent-minded professor side of things, yeah. like, Dawn's the one that's like, maybe we should get something other than, like, tofu for our guests. And Dawn's mom, she's like, she suggests maybe getting, like, hamburgers or hot dogs. Dawn's mom is like, red meat, exclaimed my mother. Hot dogs? Do you know what's in a hot dog? And Don's response is, yes, and I don't want to think about it. I'd rather eat tofu any day, but we're in Connecticut. In Connecticut, people barbecue things, especially at picnics. Don't you think we should serve food our guests like? like That I, is very much like being the parent in that moment. Right. Like, she's like, well, I I don't eat that. That's disgusting. And they have to also buy a grill because, yes. of course, they don't oh. have a grill. Well, that because... was the other thing. I pointed that out
0: earlier. And and a oh, no, Weber grill. Weber got a oh, shout yes. out. I wonder if there was some uh, quid I pro know. quo on that one. And that
1: was even in the... It might be a
0: little expensive, but we won't have to prepare anything. That sentence is the definition of privilege, (laughs) right?
1: Yeah, because they buy like pre-made salad, pre-made potato salad. Like, we'll just go to the store and and buy it. It's already made. We don't have to do any work. Um,
0: uh, And so it made me laugh because I had to check my own like assumptions for a moment. Mm -hmm. When she's like, "Grandpa can barbecue. We won't have to cook at all." I was like, "You're going to make like an eighty-nine year old man out there barbecue? (laughs) That is cruel." And then I realized, "Oh no, I'm not the age of the kids." I am the age of the parents, so the grandpa that she's talking about is, like, my dad, who absolutely is the one
1: who wants to barbecue. Right. Yeah. He's, like, maybe 60. <laughs> yeah. They're just over.
0: Um, <clears throat> actually, it was my dad's birthday this week. Happy Ooh. birthday, Tom Hunter. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that just made me laugh of my own, like, trying right. to check like, that Oh, my sometimes. God. That's, like, That's crazy. I'm like, what 90-year-old man is like, I'll flip those burgers. <laughs> um Anyway, um, but yeah, that, that sentence really got to me. It might be a little expensive, but we won't have to prepare anything. Oh, yeah. Um, they're, oh, I did like that they're both gold hoops, but different sizes. That's a, that's a cute, she is, you're right. She is very charming. Um, I just, I work with kids. Yeah. Which, Kate knows this for, I, I feel like I'm telling it to her. I'm not. I'm telling it to you, the listening experience. So, uh, I was really involved in a, um. A nonprofit um, in, in Vegas when I lived there, and I, I mentored, and I love it, and I just feel very protective of those v- such vulnerable mm-hmm. kids, and they, I know they don't want to think of themselves as kids or as babies, but I just want to protect all of them. And I watched what um, unavailable parents, whether it was that was intentional, unintentional, um, malicious, whatever the cause like because a lot of our kids had parents that really wanted to be involved but for but they couldn't couldn't for various reasons um so i think i'm overly sensitive Mm -hmm. to the ways in which being forced to act as an adult as a kid can really yeah screw you up and that's i think that's really what it is with with dawn's mom is it It breaks – it hurts my heart Mm -hmm. to see her have to be the one to be like, no, mom, we got this. Right. Uh, Taking charge. She's not able to be a kid. Yeah. And that shows in her interactions – like, we already talked about how she talked about Christy. But um, if you go back to the first chapter, when we do the traditional, you know, Mm -hmm. introduction to um, everybody else's, you know – so. It's fascinating, more so than I realized now or then. Because I used to just skip over the first chapter mm-hmm. every time. Because right, really you know who everybody I'm like, is. I got it, I got it. Marianne, check. Claudia, artist, check. Um, and it's interesting now to see getting their um, descriptions from an actual different perspective. Mm-hmm. I fully didn't pick up on that as a kid. But I, it, a couple of things stood out to me. Um, Don says. Uh, in reference to Claudia, she's a bit hard to get to know. And I'm like, that, we have not gotten any indication mm-hmm. of that. But that would make sense yeah. for someone who is new to the neighborhood. And then she talks about how she and Stacy have bonded over adjusting to the move and coming from big places to mm-hmm. the small one. Um, but they, she, like Stacey, points out that this club is the most important thing in mm-hmm. her life because it's really her lifeline yeah. for this,
1: this big move. Um, I did think, to sort of touch on the descriptions, Marianne was the only one of the girls that really got, like, a solid, like, real, more than surface-level description, which makes sense because that's, like, her that's, only real friend. But, like... Anna Martin. Yeah. Props too yeah Exactly. Like, like, really, like, she really sort of, like, gets into the head of each of the girls. And, like, this is how she would describe Claudia because she hasn't known her for that long and she doesn't really have an in because with Stacey, she's yeah. got... The moving thing. She probably don't doesn't interact with Claudia much outside of club business, right? And Although she did say that sometimes she sits with Claudia and Stacey the, yeah, at lunch, the and sometimes yeah. she sits with um, Marianne. She's sort of a floater. I did think I have to find the quote because I thought it was really funny. Um, 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 I don't know. I'll find it. You go um, ahead and talk. i I, I can handle that um
0: yeah i I just think that it's interesting to um this far into the the series which uh, this far in we are so early on in this very long book series but at this point in the series i think it's interesting that it did switch over to another new narrator Mm -hmm. um another fresh perspective like typically speaking the formula for things like the for um these kinds of stories is you you usually will have an outsider who joins, who is the avatar of the audience. Right. Like filling you them in on that's why, how you can get away with so much exposition dump. Like if, if you've never noticed it before, you're going to notice it now. The pilot episode of like every TV show, there is some new person or some new relationship that's being built. Um, Movies all the time. They will bring in a person who has no idea, no connection to someone else so that they can tell you exactly what's going on. Um, so it's interesting that it started off with Christy, who was arguably the most important figure in the book series, and now on book five, once we actually do have a pretty good grasp on at least the basic stereotypes that these girls fulfill, right. here's a complete outsider perspective on them. Um, and I just thought that was fascinating. And I guess I, I didn't really realize, or I guess I had forgotten, that the the initial four were written, conceived as a quartet right. of books. Um, so I'm wondering if maybe those first four were written, and then like she came back to, um, to do more as they exploded, right? Um, and
1: sort of reset with a new character. Um, yeah, right, because she sort of felt like she had told a pretty solid story for each of the four girls, so she was like, let's bring someone else in to add a new perspective and and then also once you have the new member in the group you can go back to the other girls and have it be different than what they you know cuz yeah. at, at the beginning it was like the four of them they formed the babysitters club and then it was them like in the babysitters club so now it's like there's a new thing in the mix so yeah. you know when we get Christy narrating the next book it'll be from a slightly different perspective because there's Things five members in babysitter's club um Speaking but i found which, oh. i did find the the quote that i was oh, okay um it was in chapter four I've, that's why i couldn't find it in my notes um christy and marianne think boys are dumb yes Susie and claudia love them i'm deciding yes love, love it I, was I like i Don, fully I kind of, like, I feel like I, like, it. had forgotten that I kind of loved Dawn. Yeah,
0: I – Dawn was very much a sort of non-entity in my brain for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Like, I – Tofu, blonde. That's what right. I got California. from Dawn. California. California. Um, but literally, she, the, um, she is how I learned what tofu was mm-hmm. and, in fact, tried it and then went, ugh. <laughs> People in California are crazy. What is which, wrong with you? Seeing how my dad um, – would always roll his eyes at, ugh, crazy Hollywood people. I just sort of conflated right. all of that together. It's all the Even same. Even though she lives nowhere near Hollywood. Doesn't they she live, like, pretty close, I think. I thought they lived, like, on the beach in, like, San Diego or – But, like, not that... – No, Her they're not, like, was, in like... L.A. Her... She was not an L.A. kid. No. Um, no. That is accurate. Um, but, anyway, that just made me laugh. Um, although, I, it just occurred to me as I as we were talking about the the different girls, I did make a comment earlier that they're all very white and privileged – Um, no, we, we need to not whitewash Claudia Kishi. I know. Like her, her, I, for some reason, and that's fully a me bias thing because I am a a cisgender white girl who sees myself very much in these characters, Mm -hmm. um, especially as someone who thought of themselves as a Claudia, her, um, her ethnicity, her race in no way played any, Mm -hmm. like I was aware of it, obviously, and I was very envious of her hair, um same but i don't know if that made me if that means i was progressive or blind or what but i didn't like think of her i identified as much with her more so with her than anyone else even though we were different races Mm -hmm. um and i think it's going to be interesting as these books go forward and this is why i would love to bring in some why not i'm saying it like it's a an idea that just occurred to me but one of the things we've talked about is bringing in other
1: perspectives To be able to branch out from ours. Well, because especially, like, I I sort of had the same relationship with Claudia as a kid. Um, But I do think my assumption would be that someone who actually is not white, particularly if you're an Asian woman, or I guess a girl, because you would have been a girl probably, reading these for the first time. Like, it probably meant something very, very different to see someone who actually was like you. Um, It's, I mean... I don't know if this is even the right way to say it, but, like, it's sort of, like, not, it's not sort of. Like, it's easier for us. There are so many more characters that look like us and sound like us. And even
0: for us, so, um, I I know,
1: I'm I'm feeling, like, slightly
0: hesitant, like, we're stepping into some uncomfortable Mm -hmm. territory. And so I just want to preface this by saying, um, Kate and I talk about this a lot, about um, the the ability – the willingness to screw up, make mistakes, own it, and learn from mm. something else. So we are going to inevitably stick our foot right. in our mouth at some point in this because we only have our own perspectives to go on. So we're counting on our listeners to to share their perspectives mm. and to speak up and say, hey, that's you said this, that's not okay, or whatever. Yeah. Not that I think we've said anything terribly controversial here, but I think it's a good time to point out that um, we are – not the type of people to double down on a bad take. We're going to be the, we're the type of people we like to think so anyway, that we can say, I, there, there are fully things that I do not know and can experience. Um, and so I never want to equate my experiences. Um, even as someone who came out as bi to her family just months ago, Mm -hmm. um, which is a whole other thing that we, that's, we'll find the time to to, to talk (laughs) about that story. But, um, my struggles are very clearly not what other people's struggles are right. on a lot of, on most, on every level. Things have been easier for for me. I, mm-hmm. I acknowledge my privilege. Yes. And, so that was a long-winded way to say, even as someone who everyone looked and sounded like me, or some approximation right. thereof, um, I'll never forget, there was a, a series of books, the um, Sleepover Friends, mm-hmm. and the protagonist is Lauren Hunter. And I was like, that's me. That's my name. <laughs> I felt so seen. Yeah. As someone who gets seen all the time, so I can't imagine how important it must have been for someone who right. isn't seen all the time to have any little small scrap of representation. Right. And so now I feel really crappy about having like totally whitewashed her and been like, well, that identity is not important because I like her hair.
1: Right. <laughs> um. So anyway, we went well. We went deep this time.
0: Child <laughs> abuse. Child abuse.
1: Racial sensitivities. White privilege. Sexuality. So many things. Um. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I. I feel like if we keep talking about yeah, I think we're kind of we're, like we're just gonna going to keep and going back to Mrs. Barrett being the worst just and Mr. So Barrett being problematic the worst. on so many levels, and uh, I like, feel like I remember her getting better. Like I, I hope feel so. like Dawn's come to Jesus talk with her. Like it it works. I mean, I'm sure it's not going to be perfect, but yeah. like I I do think that she is stepping up, and also to throw her a little bit of a bone, like... She's a 33-year-old woman with three kids. She's a 33-year-old woman with three kids. She obviously does care about her children. Like, she... When Mary Ann's babysitting, the one time that Dawn's not babysitting the the Barrett's in this, Mary Ann babysits for them. And, you know, Buddy makes a mess or something right as Mrs. Barrett comes home, and she yells at him and tells him to run upstairs, and she's like, you know, why are you making this so hard, blah, blah, blah. And, like, and he starts crying, and she starts crying. And, like, she... She's not doing it from, like... No, I don't place. think... So. And not that you're saying that, but, like, like she, she does care. She just... She doesn't know what she's doing, and she's not... We get to be she more She doesn't even comp- realize passionate right. that, I don't know this woman's life, I don't know what... Right. It, I just... My whole point Yeah, I mean, is, it's, it's a shitty, shitty situation. It's really intense
0: and, for a kid's book. Like, there is a yes. way to do this plot line where she is not quite so high-level abusive. Right. She can be more... Much more like a Don... Uh, Mrs. Schaefer, right. where she's scatterbrained, and Dawn bonds with it because she under, she's like yeah. my mom's like this too. I recognize and like
1: allow her to bond with the kids on that level, and have it not be such an extreme right. version. When I started reading this, that's that's how I had like remembered it, like that Dawn was like, oh, she's like my mom, and yeah. it, you know it's weird, and I have to you know sit her down and have the conversation. But like as I got into it, I was like, wow, this this is bad. So
0: very very little about this came back to me as I was reading. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Ham face came back to me. So I referenced that earlier. Um, the um, baby, uh, Marnie, Marnie. Um, <laughs> is a toddler. And when she expresses her excitement by scrunching her face all up. And they call it ham face for some reason. And I just remember that stuck with me. Ham face comes up a number of times in the book. Mm-hmm. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, com- going forward. Yeah. Because, you know what? Again, props to Anne. Um, they're doing a fabulous job of slowly introducing mm-hmm. kids into this world and then keeping them a part of it. Yep. Like So technically, we went with the Barrett's last book when they were hanging out with the Pikes. Um, and then they get their own – or Buddy. Wasn't it Buddy that came over? That's at the
1: beginning of, of this
0: book? book. It's all kind of blending <laughs> together. Um, but, like, they talk about Jenny Prezioso mm-hmm. again in this one. Right. Just, like – Keep in mind there are other yeah kids the that the cycle babysitting
1: world is expanding and the kids come back throughout the whole series and the families come back so yeah it's do you have a kid that's your favorite that you remember um I well like I said last week I'm such a Charlotte yeah. um or two weeks ago not, not weeks but I think it was Stacy like I'm I felt like I love Charlotte also you gotta love Jackie Rudowski that's that Jacky Rudowski
0: <laughs> is my <laughs> the walking absolute disaster. favorite
1: love him so much. Jackie Rudowski
0: is absolutely the cutest, but I love um, Jamie too. Oh yeah, Jamie Newton Jamie's is just such adorable. a little sweetie. Yeah, I do. I do like Charlotte, but Charlotte was a little timid for me. Like as a kid, I had no patience for that. Um, I, I would be like, "Come on, let's do something. Yeah. Get out of your shell a little bit." Um, my brother was is he, he is still a little um, well. He's quieter than me, but that's not saying terribly <laughs> much. But as a kid, he was a lot more shy. Mm-hmm. He, um, and I would get really annoyed with him. I'd be like, come on, let's just go like, do something, talk to people, whatever. But yeah.
1: Um, that's coming from your place of ex- like
0: extrovert
1: yep. privilege.
0: Yes. <laughs> Acknowledging my extrovert privilege. Although more and more as I get older, I'm like, mm, maybe I'm not so much an extrovert. I really dig being alone. <laughs> that's how being an introvert is. I know. I, that's why I, I joke about it, because yes. I actually train that all the time. Um, okay, so... Any final thoughts on the actual
1: plot or anything? Because I do have a couple of timeline things that I just want to note. Um, you can go ahead with the timeline stuff. I just have some, like, random thoughts. So let's do timeline and then we can... Um. There was no real fashion, or no. Although Don, well, Don says that Marianne is wearing her first pair of jeans. Yes, I did note that. Her her dad ha- and got let her get contacts. Her dad is yeah completely chilled. He also got contacts. Yes, Mrs. Schaefer is having a very good influence on Mister Spire. Spire. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna Spire. say. Spire. I think it's Spire. I think S P I E R looks like Spire. I did, and that's what I always said as a kid. But like when I say it out loud, it doesn't sound. I don't like know a why name. I always thought it was Spear. I don't know. It probably is Spear. I Whatever. No I'm going to say Spear. Even
0: okay. So I did fully um, go check out the old uh, television series, which is on Hulu now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Were you aware? It was only one season. Mm-hmm. I Zach Braff is in an
1: episode. Oh
0: my god! I do remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Um, wasn't it on HBO or Disney Channel?
1: I think it was on HBO initially. I saw it on Disney Channel. Because it was, I know it was a premium channel because I could, I, I had to go to a friend's house to watch oh, it. Oh,
0: it was definitely, I definitely watched it on Disney. Okay. Um, but I, I don't know why I was thinking it started on HBO. But either way, um, neither here nor there, we'll definitely be revisiting the, the series. Oh, yeah. But I didn't have, I didn't have time to really dig into it, but I did try to watch like the first like five minutes when they were introducing everybody to see if they would say the name. Mm-hmm. They only stuck with the first names and I'm like, Ugh. I will eventually obviously sit down and watch this whole thing. Yes. Because um, I haven't since they were originally. Yeah, I on. haven't watched it since I was um, younger. And I've watched the movie much more recently, but um I mean like college recently. Right. Nice. Which is not like last week. Um so anyway. Um Oh, so back to Timeline. Gee, me sidetrack, who knew? Hmm. Um so as we pointed out, um, Stacy's book just like flew through um Time, Mm -hmm. um, but now we have slowed back down a little bit, and we're on average a couple of weeks per book. Um, this is a eh, this one's closer to a month or two. Um, but just some key things to note: um, Dawn moved in January, which tracks because Mm -hmm. that's their big fight was right after they get back from work, and then, um, as you mentioned, it ends with the uh, Memorial Day picnic, um, so. We've we're coming to the end of their seventh grade year. They make repeated references in this to uh, Christie's dad or mom getting remarried
1: in the fall. Mm-hmm. I um, think she said September it's at one point when she's yeah. talking about it. Um, and we're coming up to Christie's big day, which is. I mean, we can talk about our predictions, but yeah, I mean that's when her parents, her parents get, married. get married. I think. I mean, that's what. The big day is right, and she's in a so it's dress jumping on the... from Memorial Day to or it covers that summer, which right. is pretty common in it, probably I guess... ends with, yeah. But, like, in my recollection, we had like a bunch of books in seventh grade and a bunch of books in eighth grade, like. Are there, like, a hundred books that are in eighth grade?
0: That's what I'm wondering, and that's why I'm really dying to get into this, because I don't remember them getting into high school at all, ever. Yeah, it's like, are they just in eighth grade the whole time, basically? So then, does, like, each book cover 30 seconds of – I have no idea. So, I think all this to say is, I really wanted to point out that we are rapidly coming to the end of their seventh grade year, Mm -hmm. five books into the series. Right. Of – hundreds of books. So we are about to um I'm gonna go full on Charlie Day. Um (laughs) oh it's gonna connect in the
1: dots. Um yeah so those were my those were my big ones. Um I there is one fashion description of Stacey's that I kind of love. Um a simple pink t shirt under a baggy jumpsuit with big pink and red flowers all over it. Like Yoinks I thought you were supposed to be sophisticated Stacey. Right. What are you doing? Um well, see. like, I, that just goes toward um,
0: my hypothesis that of all of the supposedly sophisticated and mature girls, Dawn is by far the most mature. hmm Oh, she's even nice to Janine. Yes. Um, I, Mary and I glanced at each other. Janine is 15 years old. She's a genius. Marianne and Christie don't like her because she's so smart, and she's always correcting whatever they say. But I don't mind Janine. I think she's all right. You just have to know how to handle her. Yep. That is, like... Literally, when I'm trying to train people about what emotional intelligence is, that. Yeah. That everybody, yes, you can be the most annoying person in the world, but you can't control that other person. It's up to you to control how you deal with them. You can control yourself, and that's all you can control. And I think that that really was what started to set off alarm bells, that this girl is acting far, far more adult than she should at that age. It's far more common for a kid to be annoyed by the know-it-all than it is for them to be compassionate and know how to respond to them. However, like three sentences later, um, Janine says something like, a continue on is redundant. And Dawn goes, I didn't know what
1: redundant meant and I didn't care. And I was like,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah. And we're okay. back to kids. Yeah. And you're okay. 12.
1: Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, when um, I think Marianne is babysitting or maybe Christy's. Christy's babysitting for Karen and Andrew, her future step-siblings. Dawn is describing it since she's the narrator. Sometimes Karen can be bossy. I'm surprised yes. she and Christy get along so well. I I put that
0: down. I was like, ooh, shade. And also, yes, because Karen basically is Christy, mm-hmm. he- hence the little sister series. Exactly. They're very much the same person in, like, different stages of development. Um.
1: So I think my last sort of... Well, okay, I have two last like miscellaneous stuff. miscellaneous thoughts the first is um, when Dawn is making the brownies that is when she discovers that Marnie is allergic to chocolate they're making brownies to take over to the Pikes because yeah. Claudia and Stacey are babysitting so they're going to have a big picnic um, so she finds two boxes of easy bake brownie with two E's yes. mix and she-, <laughs> and she says why can't food companies spell things properly I was like I feel you that is like my biggest annoyance I hate it I hate that I hate it so much. It's so even worse
0: like... when it's inconsistent. Right. Um. There's they're doing some. I, I don't know if it's winter or I'm sure they're trying to tie into the new Frozen too, but it was like Wonder Mint or um like M I N T on one brand and oh. spelled it normally on the other. And I was like, no, pick make up your mind because they were like mint chocolate like ah, okay. Twinkie. I think yeah. it was Twinkies. Hostess. Ooh. Gross. Um. I was like, yeah, I don't really. Want that?
1: No, thank you. Um, and but I... also, be, yeah, if you're gonna spell something stupidly, at least use spell it stupidly the same way everywhere, consistent. Like, yeah, like Claudia. <laughs> yes. Like. Uh, anyway, whatever. Um, so then, my last thing is a little bit less like funny. Um, so when they're at the the picnic. The pike triplets made up the bizzer sign, which is you point at somebody and go, buzz. Yes. And that's, like, how they all annoy each other. So that's happening at the picnic. Everyone's fighting. Everyone's upset. Um, And Dawn has this, like, scarily accurate assessment, which feels very, like, now- Um, this may be how a war gets started. Yes. One day a world leader pokes another world leader in the ribs and said, nya nya nya." The second world leader begins to cry and suddenly their countries are fighting each other. I did. I did like, have a very like, this, this, we are this literally, is our life. We are this is in, our future. Just to date where we are because
0: I, our release schedule is a little different. It is now uh, October 22nd, 2019. So yes. if you're listening to it, go look up what's happening in the world now yeah. if you're if you are from the future. Yes. Um, we are very aware that that, that is actually uh, very much how conflicts start. Um, but uh, it, that did remind me, I'd totally, I'd gotten so hyped up, I totally forgot about the visitor symbol. But you know, all I could think of was friends, the... Yep, that's the, exactly what I Okay, so of. that was the, a visual joke on a audio medium. But the, if you know, if I said friends and I talked about the visitor symbol, you know what I'm talking yes, about. You, um, yes, you... Exactly. Um, Because that is such a kid thing to do. Like, you know you're not allowed to give the middle finger, so you make up your own version of it, which is essentially the same thing because it's just – Right. It it is inherently just a finger. The only – You give it the value. You give it the value. So if you just say, this is what means that, then – Anyway, that's a whole – That is very much a high thoughts philosophical, (laughs) like, if you change the name of something, man, does it stay – A rose by any other name. Exactly. Um, So, anyway. Wow. That's my um, Cheech and Chong corner for the moment. I'm way too good at doing that voice. I
1: don't don't don't
0: know, man. Don't really know where that came from. Um, So, life lesson. Moral of the story. Take care of your children. Don't.
1: And if you find yourself taking care of someone else's children, like, Figure out how to get them to be the parent that they're supposed to be, yeah. or if that's not an option, and you're not a twelve year old girl, like, or even if you are a twelve year old girl, find the right person to to adjust okay. the situation. And
0: I think that that is sort of my biggest um, takeaway as as I've calmed down and gotten to talk through some mm-hmm. of the, my like rage, rage, rage. Um, I I think a lot of this could have been curbed if she had gone to an adult a little earlier right. and said. Hey, I am straight parenting these children. Is anyone gonna? Yeah, and if it had up? been
1: any of the other girls, their they, their own parent would have noticed what was going on. Probably, yeah. Given how much she was babysitting. Okay, so we don't need to re. Yeah. re we so, don't need to relitigate that. So, so
0: wait, that's that's our life lesson. Let's let's, let's put a pin in Dawn in the Impossible Three. I, I think it might be interesting to come back and revisit this mm-hmm. later on in the series. But like, this is the first one I've had a really strong visceral reaction to, other than, oh, this was fun to reread again. Right, exactly. I remember this. Yep. Um, this is the first one that I truly feel like I'm reading it completely differently than how I must have as a kid, which is sort
1: of the point. So. Right. That's that's why we're doing this. All right, so what do we have next week? Uh, Christy's Big Day, so- which... We sort of talked about our predictions. Yeah, I mean, anyway, I mean, do you have a more formal one? Christie's mom and Watson get married. I'm sure there's some kind of drama, but I have no idea what it will be. But they get married and become a big blended family in a real mansion. Yep, they, and real mansion over the, and over. again. So many people said real mansion in this book. Um, but also, like, and I was, as I was rereading my notes earlier today to like prepare for this, I was I, for some reason, and I don't know if this actually from that book or if it's from another book where there's like a child whose parent is getting married, like, Junior Bridesmaid is, like, stuck in my head. Yeah, And I don't know if that's from this or if it's from another book series. You know what? I don't know.
0: But I know that that was a thing because I was a
1: Junior Bridesmaid. And it was a big honking deal. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm just remembering from my childhood. I was never a Junior Bridesmaid, but I, I don't know. But that, as I was like rereading my description, I was like, "Is she a junior bridesmaid? Maybe she is because yeah. Well, that would make sense because she's not a she can't be a flower flower girl girl, because Karen
0: would be the flower girl. Um, and I do recall very vividly her hating the dress, like the dress. Yeah, it's Christy, and she like wants to wear jeans, and she has to wear like I think it's yellow on the cover, like a frilly yellow, um, frilly dress, and like that's pretty much all I got. That she hates the dress. There's drama, obviously, and they get married, and they get married. Um, but that's, I guess we'll find out next week. We will find out. And all of you will find out as well. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy the ride along with us. Hopefully next week we will be not quite so angry the whole time.
1: I feel like we were very loud for like 90% of this We had a lot of emotions and a lot of feelings. So maybe I should, uh, like
0: break in like a very special message (laughs) like we've done before. You might want to turn this one down three notches
1: from your (laughs) normal volume because... We have thoughts. There are so many thoughts. We okay. have better said, we have emotions. So many emotions. Okay, so any final club business? Uh, let's just tell everyone where they can find us. Okay. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Generation BSC, and you can email us at generationbsc at gmail.com. And with that, I'm Kate Vlasic. And I'm Lauren Hunter. And this episode of Generation BSC is now adjourned. <laughs>